A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Matthew. Ben's not here, but that is... Don't worry about that, because he's, he's in the episode. He's just he's not in for this in bit. He's spirit. He's chuckling away in the, in the ether. It's somewhere in the ether of your ear canal, there's a Ben. Of course. <laughs> That's a, it's a nice motto for life, actually. <laughs> um, well, let's get on with today's episode. It is a Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Um, always a delight to record these, but especially this time around... Uh, with one of our usual favourites, shall we say, Mr. Tom Allen. <laughs> Makes it sound like, you know, usually we like him. But at the moment, you know, something about today just didn't quite click. Usually he's a great guy. He's usually my favourite. But I don't know, something just left a bad taste in my mouth after. No, he was brilliant. He's He was great. Live from live from his new house in Chislehurst. Um, Lots we had a lovely of new chat house with him. chat. Yeah, lots of new house chat in this episode. Um, Loads of new so, house chat. So if you're on the cusp of, of moving, just hold off until you have to listen to it. Just to give it that, uh, <laughs> that extra soup song. And if you're not thinking about moving, maybe, you know, just get on right move and see. Because it'll this really is a real, to the episode. Yeah, it's like a sort of, it's, it's, it's like a Beef Brothers cold cut. It's also a, li- a little bit like location, location, location. It's sort, of a, it's, sort of a, it's sort of a hybrid of the two. Um, if you enjoy uh, Tom Allen, then you will want to get onto the Patreon because on Thursday we are dropping a whole extra bonus beef recorded exclusively for the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share, you will get that. If you uh, pledge five dollars, uh, I think it's four quid now. It's four, so four pound uh, yeah. and above, you get that bonus beef. Plus, you get three new episodes every week and a whole host of uh, our, our archive. Basically, there's over a hundred episodes in the archive. Oh my God! So, if you enjoy this podcast and you want more of it, for just a mere four four pounds a month, you can get all that extra content. Love it's quite nice down. to be able to point Flat to what lockdown. we've, you know, to, people say, what have you done during lockdown? What did you do? do what did you do during lockdown, Daddy? You know, you can't point to a load of eaten banana bread and say that. But we've got, we, there's, there's a back catalogue that we can say that is our lockdown right there. What, what's eaten banana? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, thought you'd, I thought you, it was like eaten mess. I was like, I was, I was picturing meringue. And as the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, you've eaten some banana bread. I thought, <laughs> this is kind of, this intro is a, is a, is a mashup between uh, uh, our show and the Bake Off. Um, but it wouldn't, I tell you what, eaten banana bread would be, do you think that'd be nice? But it's, um, it's it's kind of a, like you, you take a banana like it's you take a banana bread you tear it up a little bit of strawberry coolie on the top you know no, banana banana coolie surely I, I guess so yeah why not a little bit of I mean the o- I'd yeah. say the only thing you're bringing in to an is the meringue eaten banana bread is the meringue I think you're looking at chocolates you're looking at banana coolie you're looking at a bit of chocolate sauce oh mm-hmm. yes fucking please sounds nice actually 
Sounds really well, nice. Well, look, let's, let's we're not, off to make that. Let's not hop from location, location, location <laughs> to Great British Menu. Um, we should talk the about episode. the we should Before we get into that, we should talk about the flat slam that's happening tonight. Yes, that's right. There's a flat slam happening tonight. Always uh, the highlight of the month. Um, a live show recorded live, and you can watch it live via a YouTube link. There are tickets available. You need to go to Eventbrite. .co.uk um, we're kicking off at 8 o'clock normally I think yeah. it's going to be 8 and two absolutely stonking guests tonight uh, two I'd say two comedians I would very comfortably describe as totally unique I think that's so true yeah Tony yeah. Law and Evelyn Mock yeah absolutely yeah. really excited to have them on the show um, yeah and, and it's a really potent pairing I reckon it's going to be a blinder if- if you're listening to this on the day this comes out, then uh, get your tickets. If you're listening to it just after it comes out, we usually keep it available for a little while. So tickets will be available for a little while, probably for the at least for the rest of the month. So, um, you know, watch it as live in your own time. Um, but yeah, let's get on with the app. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, maybe we can help you be from the sorting out your are you in your place in in the hearst are you in in the in the chiselhurst yeah and i have no furniture which is why i'm sat on the floor in an empty room I love it. in the reflection um a suitcase another suitcase in another hole um <laughs> and um it's no it is a lovely house you must i would love for you all to come around um it's yeah it's no distance it's next time distance. jump in a little bit yeah um yeah, it's great i'm chiselhurst exactly chiselhurst is scotland <laughs> no, it's it's in the borough of Bromley. It's, yeah. Oh, really? It's next to kind of Petswood. Oh, um, yes, Ben Clark. Yeah. Um, Tom, where do you live? I live in Exeter now. What? Why do you live there? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I moved to Exeter. Why? <laughs> you do that for? Um. <laughs> I moved out during the pandemic because we were going to have a baby. So we moved in with Jane's mom for a temporary. And then we kind of liked the idea of... uh, Being there. Of raising a child in Exeter and we could buy a house here as well. So That's nice. Combination of things, really. Yeah. I feel like I know people down that way. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, well, let me know who they are and I'll go and find them. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. The... Is that a threat, Tom? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like... <laughs> not, I'll get in touch with them, or maybe you could oh, put I'll us in touch. But no, you tell me who they are, and I'll I'll find them. Find them. them down. What have these people down here done to you? You let me know, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay them a visit. Okay. I'll pay them a good old visit, mate. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so yeah. Mason. I yeah. just bought a house uh, two months ago. Oh, how so. do you find it? Is it fun? We looked on right move. Yeah, it's lovely, really exciting. Yeah, never owned a house before, so it's, uh, it's all the stressful yeah, it's, sort of little things that I'm slightly perturbed by. But yeah, and if something's wrong, you go, "Well, if I, if I don't sort that out, <laughs> yeah, please, I'm homeless." <laughs> like, yeah. If the wind and the rain comes in, if I don't yeah. put this fire out. we arrived and we were like we'd looked around the house twice and we were like this is great it's in great condition we're really happy 
and then as soon as we bought it and then we we arrived to move in day and went, and went into the bedroom and the entire bedroom floor like all the floorboards creak and are like really springy and it's like a really noisy floor and because we've got a six-month-old baby like a that's problematic but like also you kind of go uh I, I keep going it's fine it's just floorboards but like unless I sort those floorboards. They're not going to get. They're not going yeah. anywhere. Those floorboards. It's not What's, like in two what? years' time we'll go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, we just like, sold um, the house because the, the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've well, been I'm, there with I'm the WD forty, haven't you, Tom? Trying to get the squeaks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that's what's the hope. most cost-effective way of getting the squeaks out of my floor? <laughs> that's, um, that's good. Those like squeaky floorboards, though, feels like a real home. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It feels... My, my, my motto's very quickly become, it's an old house. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Saying, stop saying that. And I'm yeah. like, it's an old house. It's Not nice. Else. It's an old house. Yeah. We didn't want a new build because we couldn't afford one. It's an old house. <laughs> 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 oh. I, you know, I like the creaky floorboards, but it's just that when you're at two o'clock in the morning, when you if you wake the baby, then it's, <laughs> oh, it's, wow. it's, it's like a minefield. Yeah, it's, a minefield. it's an old house, baby. It's, it's an old house. <laughs> it's not a bad catchphrase, actually, is it? It's a good catchphrase. <laughs> It's an old house. The um, the thing about Chislehurst I always think of is that we used to go to uh, a really nice Chinese restaurant in Chislehurst. That was our treat as a family. And I'm trying to think of the name of it now. Um, um, and it's it, it's lovely. And then oh. we and then it got um, uh, it, it, there was an expose in the news shopper that they were nicking ducks from the pond. I heard that. I, remember, I was about yeah. to say that and I was like, <laughs> is that true? I feel like it was a cruel rumor. Was no, it? I think I think it's true. I mean, cool. you know, if we if we both grew up in Bromley, we both heard it. it There's a chance true. it's it pretty. You know, it's got to be true. Right? But they're free range. I wouldn't mind. I'd rather have a duck from the pond than a, a you know battery. Absolutely, one. they've had a lovely life. Well, I couldn't. I mean, Chislehurst. Yeah, last minute. Chislehurst duck. Oh, nice. deli- the best, the greatest. What, was it? T- oh, yeah, they're the. You can't <laughs> at least they're buying local. Yeah, exactly. you know? the carbon footprint on those ducks was minuscule. <laughs> the carbon like... webprint, <laughs> the, Web the actual footprint. footprint led all the way from the pond to the restaurant. <laughs> <didn't it? laughs> the the money trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> 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 they walked themselves there. Um, yeah. Well, try and find out if it's still going that Chinese restaurant. Because... Yeah, I think it changed to um, the Mountain View um, Indian restaurant on that corner. By the pond, it was by the pond, right? By the Queen's Head. <laughs> and the last travel agent to ever exist in the whole world, Go Travel. Um, Is that still there? I, I think it might be. You know, I think travel agents are making a bit of a comeback because you can say to them, look, I don't want to get my holiday cancelled if there's coronavirus. And they go, okay, we'll find out a suitable policy. Whereas we were all like, oh, I can do this myself. I can book it myself. Mm. What they'll say in the travel agents is they'll say, because I don't know if you listen to our podcasts, but there's a lot of adverts now for having a holiday in Sheffield. (laughs) Sheffield seems to be, they're really hammering Sheffield as like, so I feel like that's what's going to happen in travel agents. They're going to be like, listen, you don't want Malaga. No, forget that. Sheffield. Have you thought about Sheffield? (laughs) You like steel. I do actually. I love cutlery. So. It's a steal. Sheffield, it's a steal. That'd be a good slogan. Ah, oh, I'd go for that. Great. We're it's not even sponsored by Sheffield. 
That's a freebie no, for the people Le- of Sheffield. Leeds, we're sponsored by, sadly, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. All roads lead to Leeds. Go, it's not as good. Go, yeah, go to Leeds, I suppose. Follow, follow. <laughs> Sorry, it's Leeds. It's not a great slogan, but it's... <laughs> Cheaper than Sheffield. <laughs> More direct. Mm, yeah. You can't go to Cornwall because they hate everyone, don't they? They don't like tourists. Yeah, have you Maybe got a plan for a staycation, Tom? Or a, um, I don't like staycation, but you know, I don't like the phrase staycation. I don't really know what it means, but um, I haven't. I uh, haven't, but at the same time, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh yeah, I've got to go to Dubai. Like as soon as as soon as they said we could go, I was like, I'm going to book it. I'm going to go to Dubai, <laughs> and um, I've got I'll go go there first of April, whatever you're allowed out of the house, <laughs> and um and go, oh yeah, we had to go away, so we just need a bit of sunshine. Um, yeah. I'm not even people booking in like August and stuff. I think you're an idiot because, well, I mean, I'm not a doctor or in any way knowledgeable. But what? if uh, did I tell? Oh, that's no. the reason we got you on, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> if you have a look at Clarky's rash. The... <laughs> <laughs> ah, sometimes I do tell people I'm a doctor when I'm trying. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how Clarky got his rash in the first. <laughs> 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 um, he uses one hand <laughs> and he doesn't wash the other <laughs> um, but I do like I do think that surely people go away and they talk, they're worried about new variants Sound, yeah. Sorry, this suddenly sounded really Brexit. No, <laughs> sorry, but, but, not, but it is the worry, isn't, the, isn't it? <laughs> this, isn't the, uh, this isn't my usual tone. But I do no, I sort of wonder, that's what I'm saying. You know, now I feel like I'm a phone, I phoned into LBC. I'm sad, I can't backtrack <laughs> on the tone of this. But I wonder if you go, if you're, if, if like, you know, if, you, if you're worried about other variants coming in and then you can yeah. all go on holiday, I don't understand. Well, I think the whole, because... I, I'm, didn't last summer they kind of open everything up? Before, yeah. You know, like, isn't isn't this what is this what life is going to be like basically forever? Now? Where like <laughs> yeah. it gets the summer we sort of forget last summer because I was like oh yeah I, I was like I haven't been haven't been to a restaurant in a year and I went oh, well no I have because I went last summer when you were allowed to go to restaurants mm, and they yeah, really closed all the restaurants because everyone went to restaurants. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a tricky So we one. may as well go to Dubai. We're all fucked anyway. Let's go to Dubai. Let's go to Dubs, I reckon. <laughs> Sorry, are you guys not in Dubai? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I live in Exeter, but I'm currently in Dubai. I mean, of course I'm on holiday in Dubai. As soon as I was allowed out. Straight. I only have a podcast yeah. from Dubai. Cheers, everyone, Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put thoughts of holidays to one side, because this really this, this is a podcast about being at home. So that's that's fine. You've, you've told anything, you... it's been a great it's been a great year for us. Uh, this Yeah. You know, when people talk about there's that panorama, you know, documentary on about profiting from the pandemic. I'm, oh, I'm yes. assuming it's about podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> We're disaster capitalists. We didn't realise we are, but we are. <laughs> um, yeah, people who've also people got who... two massive PPE contracts. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not talk about that now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Hancock's a patreon he knows how to keep it sweet <laughs> but yeah uh, uh, doing a podcast about the problems people have in their houses has been good for this year hasn't it it's worked out it's worked There's out so, for us so many problems so many, so many problems and so, inventive problems so you've moved uh, you've moved out of your parents and into your own place Tom that's that's your setup that's my setup yeah how long have you been in your new place for 
Um, one one week and two days. Oh right, so it's brand brand new. Yeah, very new to me. Have like, you lived on your own before? No, sir. And how are have you? you are you, are you finding it a bit spooky being in a big old empty house? Is it old or is it a new build? <laughs> is it <laughs> old? Oh, no. <laughs> It's an old. Because if you need a catchphrase, I was going to say, it's an, <laughs> it's an old, old house. house. It's an old house. We haven't got any windows. It's an old house. <laughs> it's an old house. It's, it's an, an old shelter. bunker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving hungry. It's an old house. <laughs> um, it's been actually fun. I don't understand how the heating works. Uh, don't understand that at all. I get very stressed about that. And I thought I was being really cool. I've talked about this on my own podcast to the extent that, um, that I do with my friend Susie Ruffle and she makes fun of me for bringing it up. But I invested a little bit in Hue, uh, Philips, light, Philips Hue lighting, which basically is lighting. You can set light bulbs, these LED light bulbs, you're on a timer and you can control them from your phone. I said, this is the future. And oh, they wow. have got on my nerves. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Because What's you set up like, with them. So I was like, I want to feel like I'm in a hotel. So I want it or a restaurant where the lights come on early evening and they dim midway evening to a restful state. Oh, yes, I love that. That sort of thing is, a, is available, it's possible. But um, they switch on and I'm like, they're like, when do you want it to come on? Maybe sunset? I'm like, yeah, that's the perfect time for lights to come on. Um, great, sunset. But the only time they can then come off if you put them on at sunset is sunrise. It's like, it's like they've watched too much Fiddler on the Roof and they're obsessed with like sunset, sunrise. Um, and then um, you've and invested like, in bulbs that you can't turn off. So my whole house is illuminated from as soon as the sun goes down until the sun comes up. So basically, I thought like this is a great deterrent to anybody who might be burglary. It looks so obvious that well, I am even here. I'm here, right? <laughs> but um, the lights are on all the time. So my whole house is like lit up. I mean, what? not there's anything to steal because I don't have any furniture. But still, what light switch is that much of a bother to you tom they're exhausting <laughs> i mean come on come on no. if right if you're sat in your if you're sat on your sofa though and you can you control it from your phone and you can control it you know like if you, there's a situation where you, you know you could be in where you can control both the television and the lighting from your phone yeah, but that's the dream isn't it it's no, all what, there in the palm of your hand you have to get what, up and what fiddle Tom's around ended on the up with is the temping bowling alley nightmare where you're halfway through your game of temping bowling. It's <laughs> yes, like half seven. Mate. You're having a good game. That's a great reference. And then halfway <laughs> through one perfect. of your swings, they switch into night mode. The, the lights come down. The, the UV lights come up. They start playing disco music. You didn't... You didn't you, you know, sure, if someone said to you, are you okay about this in principle? You'd say, yes, in principle, but in practice right now, like, there's going to be evenings where Tom Allen doesn't want the lights to suddenly dim on him. I know. Can imagine, you imagine if he's, I'm... you know, about to wipe or something, you know. He's in like a pivotal... <laughs> these, these, are, these are in lamps, these lights. Wait, just Tom. Said. I don't have... <laughs> yeah, what, what are, are you... you doing this? Are you wiping by sight? <laughs> Tom's <laughs> got a series of, of intricate mirrors and candles he uses. Honestly, just like Tom has a very special. Mirrors. Like and basically, I've got a lamp. I'm only. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tom yeah. says to his wife, "Listen, you remember it's wiping night on Thursday, so don't make you know, don't make any plans. We're both going to dim the lights and wipe." Yeah. I'm an old man. <laughs> like what? Um, like you know. It, I'm not saying you need it to see, but if you're mid-wipe and it dims, you might be slightly thrown off the... Mu- you know. But you might think your arse is a dimmer switch. <laughs> you, know, you, never know. <laughs> you might accidentally gut a ball. 
<laughs> I love the way Tom was the Rolodex of special occasions in Tom's brain was spinning round, and the first thing he could think of was wiping his ass. Uh, I know. So what? Where did that come from? Or, um, or maybe what? What if you're about to serve your um, pad Thai? You know, it's very specific dish. Yeah. I'm not, you're I'm about not to okay go from cooking, actually from work to plate. Yeah. Yes, okay. you've always got to go from wok to plate. That's well, that's the that's the rules. Never go from plate to wok. Don't go the other way around. <laughs> You're going to give yourself an infection. Absolutely right. Then never wash your woks. But, <laughs> but, you know, but true. Never never wash a wok. Never wash a wok. Never wash a wok. Just and wipe it. Just wipe it. Light. That is true. In good lighting, and you've got to have it very hot. Have it very hot. You can't. Very, it's not. It's not, place, it's not a place. So, have you got a walk in your new house, Tom Allen? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Oh, oh, I've just got a frying pan no. and a casserole dish. That's all I've got. So, so have you got stuff on order? Have you got things that are supposed to be coming, or are you are you starting completely afresh? Are you walking around each room, going right? I've got to go on the I'm, on the made website for this. I'm sort of starting afresh, really. And the thing is, like you, John Lewis is out of stock on a lot of items, which is. Yeah. Fine, John Lewis isn't yep. the only store, but kind of there aren't that many other stores. I, I, I mean, <laughs> but it kind of is. <laughs> but it kind of is the only store. Um, but no, I mean Robert Dias. I went to for a mop. Very good. Lovely. lovely. Um, also Argos for a mop. Got the turbo Vaida turbo mop. Recommended. You put, you've got two mops. Oh, sorry. The um, Robert Dias was a duster. Sorry. Oh, okay, right. But it, it looks like a mop. It's a long one. It's a long so duster. It's, it's clean. It's isn't clean a mop, house. Isn't a mop just a long duster? Isn't a mop just a duster for the top? A duster, isn't a duster just a mop for the ceiling? You know, why don't we dust the floor? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got a carpet, so that's the that's the reason I don't uh, dust the floor. That would yeah. be great. But um, but yeah, the the Vaida Turbo Mop is a huge success. Um, as is uh, what else? Is that? But the the thing I find is, I'm sorry to get on my soapbox again. Rather LBC of me. You've bought a soapbox. I <laughs> bought, bought, bought That's the one thing I bought. The thing is, right, it all arrives with so much packaging. Like, I've got so much cardboard, the council won't even take oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's mad. And it all comes with that, like, inflatable bubble stuff, which gets yeah. on my nerves. Or, or mm. it'll come, it'll, it'll be cardboard, but they'll have attached to each bit of the cardboard sort of thick blocks of polystyrene that you try yes. or pull this off and put it in and then the, I can put it in the recycling, in the recycling. no forget you it pull that off and it's a snowstorm yes. all over your house and Why? then it sticks it sticks, like, to your, sticks to your clothes it sticks to the carpet it sticks to the thank walls you. It's, it's, thank it's you yes. infuriating <laughs> absolutely the other day I had a package and inside the package were two pieces of wood wood yes what? I've seen stenciled this stenciled on them this is packing <laughs> what? So someone has stenciled onto the bits of wood. This is packing. That's a confident and packer. Was... He's gone. This is packing, mate. I'll show you packing. You want to see packing? <laughs> this is packing. <laughs> so like, you can't put wood in your recycle bin. Well, what two do you pieces do that? of wood. And I can't do anything with that wood because it clearly states that it's packing. I can't make it into a shelf. People will think, "Oh, Parry's hit the skids." First, he's bought an old house. <laughs> All the shells. The second time tonight he's hit the skids when the lights dimmed halfway through. <laughs> sorting out your beef. Let's crack on with the uh, the beefs, shall we? Um, I'll, I'll I'll do this one first of all. This is from someone called Ben. Uh, abrupt endings from Ben via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. This is how I tell them. I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> this is wow. Clarky. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, hi, Pappies. I'm hi. really hoping you can help. I've been with my partner just over a year, and we've lived together for pretty much all that time. Brackets, we bubbled together during the first lockdown, and then I never really left. One way to do it, sure. Yeah, Ooh, nice. It's been going incredibly well, but recently there have been some warning signs. Ooh. How she watches TV is fucking mental. <laughs> Let's not even get into the fact that she'll skip through TV shows if, she, if she's finding a scene boring. This mainly happens during reality shows, such as 90 Day Fiance, so I'll let it slide, as we need to discuss the abrupt endings. During, I think, actually, I think if you're watching reality TV, there's like a, a show like 90 Day Fiance or one of those kind of shows... They're all an hour long. Mm. There's, you know, 45 of them in a series or something like that, isn't there? There's loads of episodes in a series of those reality shows. Oh, I think yeah. a bit of, I think if you think you're not going to get anything from the scene, fast forward through it. If it's important, they'll show it to you three or four times in the episode anyway and in the, ne <laughs> and in the next episode to recap. I, I, I think that's fine. Let's talk about these abrupt endings though. Um, during a show, she'll just get up off the sofa and walk off. Sure, this is fine when making a cup of tea, but recently, during an episode of Superstore, she got up, walked into the bedroom, and started having a nap. <laughs> I call that going to bed. <laughs> um, please note... Please note here, I've never watched Superstore, so it wasn't like she was leaving it playing for my benefit. This struck me as strange, and since then it's got weirder still. Halfway through the finale of Cobra Kai, she decided she was done and went off to start cooking. We stopped watching The Circle during the final episode just as the winner was about to be announced. And just, and just last week, I sat through Avengers Endgame for the third time as she'd not seen it, and she went to get ready for bed with two minutes left. Spoiler alert during the funeral at the end. Oh, so that is a spoiler, yeah. Um, this was, I mean, I said spoiler alert. We don't know whose funeral alert. it is. No, that's it. Um, this, was, um, it? This, was, this was the most infuriating. It's Captain we were, Avenger. It's, yeah, yeah, poor old Captain it's Avenger. It's Mr. Revenge. We never knew ye. Um, this, is, this is most infuriating as we were watching it for her benefit. Oh, come on. Oh, watching come it for her benefit. Yeah. That, kind of, were, that kind mate. of phrase. Yeah. I'm watching. This is for your I'm benefit, not for mine. Oh yeah, I've watched it four times, but this one, this one's all about you. you. This one's for you. This was most infuriating as we were watching it for her benefit. As we started watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and she didn't know what happened to Captain America, and this is explained in the final two minutes of Endgame. Right, well, Spoiler alert! He has a funeral. <laughs> I, think, I think I think you've really given us absolutely. Well, no worries for anyone who's saving that for. He uh, was dead all along. I think it maybe explains why she doesn't need to stay to watch it to the end. He's already <laughs> gone. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, this is the funeral that you told me about. I get it. Okay, fine. I'm going to bed. Good night. Could you not have just told me that instead of mate, sitting me down and watch this three and a half hours? Three words, Captain America's dead. That's all he would have taken. And then we could have had a nice curry. <laughs> he dies, okay? What, what, what on earth is wrong with her? Is it something to do with things ending that she's afraid of? Or is it an admirable personality trait that if something is boring her, she won't put up with it for even a second longer? Please help me solve this beef. And if possible, leave it until the end of the episode so she never hears it. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Have it, Ben. Um, ben has also written to us a little extra bit about um, no about uh, speaking Norwegian. He, he says, "P.S. I wrote to you before and shared with you that the Norwegian for goodbye translated into English as oh uh, right here we go translated into English is have it." 
hence cheers everyone have it um, <laughs> well, after, not, is that a catchphrase on this, ca- on this podcast cheers everyone buy is our catchphrase it's one of the mildest catchphrases out there I think <laughs> Tom how do you feel about that are you a are you a, are you a completist if a show has has started already are you, will you happily pick it up will you leave um, before an ending I will pick it up without watching the beginning but I will not not watch the end unless I really hate it um what I would also say, the thing that st- strikes me here is this is actually a very sad letter because what he's not realized is that after a year of lockdown, she cannot bear to be in the same room as him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's failed to realize this. And so she, I think, is going like, I can stay, for, I'll stay as long as I can. And then I'm like, he's, he's doing that thing he does and I hate it. I'm going to go to bed. And so she's going to bed early so she can fall asleep before, if they're assuming they're sharing a bed, uh, so she can fall asleep before he gets into bed. So she's not even conscious of his presence. She hates him, is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> That's my feeling. Is that too bleak? Yeah. No, well, I mean, it's bleak, but is it too bleak? We don't, I don't know. know. She's the, yeah, I don't think she's the one who fears things ending. I think it's our man who should fear things ending. Because yeah. Does, I think it does not bode well. I feel like he's at the ending and he just doesn't realise. You know? I mean... There One day he's going to walk out reasons. and never go come back. Yeah, I yeah, she's going to walk out and and throw herself out the window. I think <laughs> <laughs> you've got to you've got to switch off the TV set, man, and do something less boring instead. Why right? don't you? Um, oh, why, why don't, don't you? Yeah, you? Love it. There are plenty more reasons to stay in a room with the person that you. If but like, if you love, the, yeah. maybe Telly's just not doing it for her, you know. And I think that's get yourself some double, cool. mate. All credit to exactly. <laughs> yeah, Yahtzee. Hang on, is double slang for drugs? No, no, no. Oh, it's right, not slang. Okay, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, get yourself a bit of double. Ordering get a bit in, of double. Get in a gram of double, right? <laughs> you got to do some double. Listen, the only Trust way me, you... she's not going off to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you're tolerable is if I double myself off. I've no... doubled myself off. I've double dropped. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's like, you know. Well, you know, you've got to keep that. You've got to keep that life alive. You know, you got to stoke the fire. I also then, think you know. find stuff that you both enjoy, right? Because look, let's pick through this. Ninety Day Fiance reality shows. He doesn't care that much about it, so you're not watching that together. She's got it on while you're in the room, right? Superstore. Clearly, uh, you're not watching. You're not watching. You don't like it. She's watching it, but you're not. You know, you're not engaging in it. So, what's yeah. the point in you know Avengers Endgame? You're showing it to her because oh, you've got to watch this. You've got to find out what's going on here. That's not how you watch television together. You, you're not experiencing something for the first time together. So, I feel like find your shows. You know, watch watch uh, Endgame on your own time. Watch Cobra Kai and all that stuff that you that you you find interesting. And she what's doesn't. Cobra Kai about, by the way. It's the it's like uh, the Karate Kid. It's like the follow-on from the Karate Kid. Oh, I wouldn't enjoy that at all. Right, didn't I enjoy mean, the first one, so I wouldn't. What are they adults now? Is that the thing? Karate yeah, man. They're all, they're all grown. They're all grown up. Karate in the dojo. Trouble <laughs> in the dojo. You make a good point. Why don't they call it Karate Man? <laughs> karate Man is Tom, the obvious is... sequel to Karate, karate Man. Is a much better title, isn't it? Karate mature adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> karate bloke. Karate bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's what you that's what you need isn't it you need stuff that you're both invested in so that you yeah. both care about it mm. and it feels like that's that's not happening Queen's Gambit Queen's Gambit 
get yourself both into the Queen's yeah. Gambit. That's, That's exactly sort of the thing it. that couples watch, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I we actually we actually bailed on the Queen's Gambit before the end Dude, when we realised it was all about chess. <laughs> you're like yeah. it's going to be about I, chess I, kids I doing drugs in an orphanage that's that's very intriguing <laughs> yeah the drug the druggy orphanage years were great yeah. how far did, in do we get four or five eps maybe did you not yeah. before you realised it was all about chess no 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 not before I realised <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the I only got, cute clues were there, mate. I got to the series finale of Cobra Kai. It's all about fucking karate. What a snake! I don't know. It just it just it just didn't appeal. But at least we bailed together. At least we sort of looked to each other. And went, are you enjoying this? Not especially. Let's not. You know, it becomes that thing when you've got a few shows on the go and you go, um, we could watch that tonight. And neither of you feels. You can tell from the tone of voice. Mm. You, you, we're never going to watch that again. That that's Nicole what Kidman happened. One that was quite good with Hugh Grant. I thought that Ooh, was what quite was that? good. Um, the Undoing. That was quite good. Oh, I thought so it was a bit of a disappointing ending, but you don't. You sort of watch it. Well, don't pretty- don't say that. Tom, that's the last thing you want to be saying to Ben and his girlfriend here. Oh yeah. That's I don't true. think recommending other TV shows is what this beef needs. <laughs> Not what this I think we've fallen means. into a trap here to go. Have you thought about trying the Queen's Gambit? Have you thought about trying the Undo? Like, let's not recommend more TV. Definitely. This is what a relationship therapist would do, though, right? They come in and go, something's not right. Oh, have you seen Cobra Kai? That is basically that's all relationships, sweet. isn't it? Isn't that all related? That's how you, you know. That's true, actually, yeah. You know, when 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 they announced they were doing another series of of call my agent people yeah. are going oh well finally now our relationship you know we were we're on the skids up until this point now we can <laughs> give us another year. Yeah. yeah you've got to call it dispersant matthew dispersant of course of course sorry absolute philistine yeah um so what what's your suggestion it's actually a philistine a philistine um what's your suggestion tom if it's not uh have you heard of Shit's creek um, right. Not having heard of Shit's Creek, although maybe something lighter would be their bag. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds like they're quite serious. Like even the circle is quite serious. What were the, what were the, what were the other things they they listed? They said, so it was, it was Cobra Kai forty a foot Superstore, which is great. I love that. Yeah, oh, Superstore's quite light. Maybe um, they want to watch something like that's all quite. Netflix, you're still right? talking about what they're going to watch, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, that's not an alternative. I was thinking like genre change. TV review show. I think, I think, but I think it's a genre change. I think they're too Netflix bound, and I think they need to move back to terrestrial programming. And I think they need to watch a nice BBC sitcom like Open All Hours, um, which will ground them both in the reality. None of that kind of aspirational American stuff. All kind of like nicely depressing. You know? Yes, perfect. Looming. Right. That would Par- be mine. But Par- do you want, your, do you want something your... outside of television? Sorry, I think. Break your telly. Yeah. Ooh. Break your telly. Throw out the remote. Kill or cure. I like that. Absolutely. Wasn't there a Talking Ed song about it? About like get rid of the television and make your own stories, make your own art, paint each other, sing songs, muck about, hide yeah. and seek. Is it, is it found a job? Fuck. Is that what it's called? Or thank you, thank you for sending me an yeah, agent. Something like that, that one. Yeah. Damn that television! Yeah, what a yeah, bad picture! Yeah. Play some songs, <laughs> have a disco, get some dobbling, like all kinds of <laughs> shit, man. Have a fucking uh, treasure hunt. You know, whatever, like, hunt, you gotta, yeah. you, you gotta uh, grab life by the balls here. You're sitting and watching it pass you by with all these makeup stories. In make up your own stories. Oh, yeah, make up your own endings. This is it. The, you know, yeah. I, I, I I like that a lot actually. Get rid, of, get rid of the telly. Do something exciting. 
use use the brains that you are rotting and, away with the with the boob tube. And don't get me started on podcasts. Fuck them up as well. <laughs> <laughs> well we, we, your feelings on podcasts are well documented on all of our podcasts, Tom. So we don't need to go down that. Just listening to all this drivel in your ears. Chuck us out. Go and say something to someone instead. Do it. Do it yourself. Treasure hunt. Get Thank get out there. A treasure hunt's quite a lot of admin. I'm just. That's all I'm stuck on with your suggestion there, Tom. Mm. Oh, the treasure hunt one. Yeah, just like that's quite a lot of admin to go and place all the clues. Organise the helicopter. Yeah. You're doing it in the Annika Rice. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, or what are you talking awful. about just watching the Annika Rice programme? You've come back to watch a TV series recommendation. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. That's not what you meant? <laughs> <laughs> I was it was a great by, show. I was, was struck by hide and seek and then fight following each other, which sounds like a very high stakes game of hide and seek. Uh, it finishes with a fight every time fine. you see him. And instead of that, I'd say you you watch Cobra Kai. Yes, of of course, it's a huge show. Um, Yeah, I I, I like that. I actually think doing a treasure hunt for each other, sure, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of admin, but the the payoff's going to be great. Well, Well, this whole thing, Tom Allen, involves effort. That's I have to break it to you, but it's all about doing it yourself, getting things done. Mm. It's all about putting in a bit of effort, but what you get out is so much more than just sitting there vegging away. Yeah. Watching Annika Rice. Although exactly. If I she's attacked, actually. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tom's going to log out the Zoom chat before it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it. Um, I, uh, I, I think you're absolutely right because this sound, your partner, Ben, uh, sounds like somebody who is bored easily. And that should be a warning bell for you don't be boring don't be a boring person have don't ex- rely on the thing you're watching to be interesting be interesting yourself that's wonderful advice be Harry. Really. but what if he's a naturally boring person okay. anyway listen we, we, we've, we've talked enough about this I think it's beef solved <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Is it not beef cured? Oh, oh I like that. Then you could now get some like lovely brassala sent to oh, you. Now he tells us. I'm just saying. It's, I mean, maybe it's too late. Well, I tell you what, let's see if you can cure this beef. Um, again, another failed heterosexual relationship, I think. Well, no, not failed, but trouble. Um, Katie says, Pappies and friends. Uh, Katie here, please, please help me. My partner and I have lived happily for many years together. 
We live in the Midlands. However, for a few years now, he's worked in London, commuting in one or two days a week. So far, no big. However, since the pandemic, he's been working from home five days a week. Most people have saved their commute money up and been wise. Michael, however, hasn't and keeps buying random shit on the, in- on the internet. Excuse me, I sort of hiccuped with disgust. In the last 12 months, we've had the following arrive. Vinyl record player, 25 records, brackets, all Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. Keyboard, foot pedal and stand, harmonica, chef's knives, cafeteria, <laughs> beer fridge, 10 books on history, brackets, Is this non-red. the generation game we're playing here? <laughs> 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 Especially with your gorgeous RP, it really felt like you were about to say Anna Cuddly Time. Anna Cuddly Time. <laughs> Midlife generation. <laughs> um, subscription to two magazines. We did not discuss which ones. Mountain Bike, Monitors, Age of the Empires of Game, French and German Lessons, USB DJ decks, MIDI keyboard, chess set to date. He is yet to use any for more than two weeks, and whilst I love his enthusiasm for something new, it feels like he's spending the money he could be saving on a commute on on a, on a commute on yet more pointless shit. Help, Katie. Right. Well, it's almost like we've got the opposite of Ben's problem here. We've got we've got someone here who is is too interesting. interesting. <laughs> um, I, I hope that uh, it's a it's a like an autocorrect thing where it's cafeteria. I, I think it might be cafetiere, as in a... a he could there. have bought a cafeteria. I would say that's the, the, worst time to buy a ca- the worst time to buy a cafeteria is when all of the restaurants are shut. Don't try and open one in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you're a have you guys never girl. been to the Vinyl Metal Cafe? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's the sort of place that would do very well, probably. Yeah, but, um, yeah I mean, yeah, he's got a beer fridge. Ten books on history, no more, no less, which haven't been read. But I don't know what sort of history it is. It could be anything. It could be anything. Could be it's the anything. history of metal on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I ask, you know, if you're listening to an Iron Maiden record, yes. mm-hmm. does listening to it on vinyl help? Or is, is that the kind of music that benefits from being on? I, f- I feel like... You, well, you want to hear the lovely, the lovely crackle, don't you, over the top of that? <laughs> Screeching metal. You, 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 get, you get quite a lush sound from um, from. I mean, also as well, like if they're the Iron Maiden albums that were like released in the eighties, then you might be going, "Well, this is how it, you know, this is how I would have listened to it if I'd been around when it first came out." There's sort of that maybe that feeling to it. I can I can think metal on vinyl is metal on vinyl works. Yeah, does I mean, vinyl got, on metal work? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's a very good question. You make a very very good point, but you know what? I'm not on trial here, Tom. Uh, so. <laughs> Quite right. Um, unnamed partner. I um yeah I I don't uh, I don't know I, th- I yeah I think so I think it's what what would you what would you typically listen to on on vinyl Parry? Um, you know, blues. <laughs> right. Oh, I see. You want to go? You want to go? Or, yeah, right. That level of authenticity. Soul. Like metal. I feel like you want to listen to it on a cassette. Yes, you do actually. Yeah, you want to listen to it in a cassette in like a beat-up Datsun. Yeah, you absolutely yeah. want. Yeah, you want to put it into a tape deck, man. You know what I mean? You don't want to be. Good. You don't want to go. You don't. You know. You don't want that. You want it. You know, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Is that number of the beast? Bring your daughter to the slaughter. That's what that's what vinyl does to it. It just immediately takes the edge off it. He's also bought a harmonica, which is very. I mean, yeah, this this guy feels like he's the embodiment of everyone's lockdown, isn't it? Like he's kind of like 
He's lived. He's going through all the phases that people have gone through in yeah. lockdown. I can but he's definitely chucked, relate. He's chucked a bit of money behind it. Yeah. There was the, there was that meme going around quite early on in lockdown that was making everyone feel bad about how um, you know during the plague uh, Shakespeare had written King oh, Lear yeah. and everyone's yeah, going, yeah. oh god, I, I can yeah. It just it stresses me out, and I think that's probably what's happened here. He's thought, well, I'm going to buy a keyboard, I'm going to write my magnum opus, you know, I'm going to write my my uh, you know gatefold vinyl double double album of you know, metal concept. It's like that's kind of what he's he's going for. Mm. I'm going to become a historian. I'm going to drink a beer out of a fridge. You know, all of the dreams that we have, <laughs> all these great ambitions that we have for when we've got uh, a bit of free time. I could have done what? just one of those. Because, <laughs> like, crucially, the whole point about Shakespeare writing King Lear during the plague is that he'd already written most of his other plays and he was a fucking He good was Shakespeare, yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He didn't, like, he didn't pick up the pen during... Like, the story isn't... He got to the plague yeah. and Shakespeare thought, I'll have a crack at writing plays. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a novelist, great. Use the pandemic to get another novel out of it, but don't try your first novel during the pandemic because your brain's all over the fucking place, mate. Well, I think this is what this exemplifies. That's what I keep thinking is that like no one's been able to concentrate during during the last twelve months. Like you mm. can't concentrate. So it's an it's a it's a fallacy to think that is that right? Um, that you think you can just like delve into 10 books on history like casually like like you say like i was going to read the hillary mantel book spirit and the light or the silver and the something. the mirror and the cross the mirror fade. And the cross the metal and the vinyl sorry it was the metal and the vinyl yeah that's right <laughs> i really wanted to read it because i thought i'll have no distractions this will be perfect and like of course i just couldn't concentrate so, Tom, I've, I've got the same book on my shelf. Did you do the same thing? Untouched. Yeah. Same with yeah. and um, A Little Life. I was like, I'm definitely going to read that. <laughs> Me too, yeah. I've got oh, A Little Life. <laughs> no. Sorry. Couldn't read it either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's one when you get into it, but I can't be bothered. I'm too busy <laughs> doing stuff. Got to check your tweets, man. You've got to check the BBC website 8,000 times a day. That's the beauty yeah. of lockdown. That's you've got to, how many coronaviruses in in my area. Um, <laughs> check it every day. Go it Were you excited as a Bromley boy about the Kent variant? Did you oh, feel finally, a little swell of pride? Yeah, a little yeah, swell of pride. It was interesting because um, all through the last year, people in Bromley, because it's Bromley, traditionally been Bromley Kent, but it's also a London borough. So when um, Kent, so like when London was soaring with numbers, everyone's like, well, we're Bromley Kent, you know, it's very different. From Kent. Yeah, and then when yeah. it was like suddenly Kent was like, the numbers were going up, it was like, well, it was Bromley London. And then it was like the Kent variant, like, oh, Bromley London, we're definitely Bromley London. But now it's gone a bit the other way. Kent's gone quite quiet, but now we're Bromley Kent. And also midway through the pandemic, there was talk of a Kentish border for migrants as well. So it really was, you know, because <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd moved out of Penge and into Beckenham, which is basically, oh, and just Beckenham before. Again. That is your Beckenham, you've got a BR postcode, right? BR there. postcode, Beckenham, Ken, exactly, yeah. So I really did feel like, oh, I've moved to, I've really moved at the most reactionary time possible. It really feels like I knew, knew which way the wind was blowing. I was like, right, I've got to get out or the getting's good. I've got to get out of yeah. London. Get out, get out of this town. Well, Penge and Beckenham, are, we should point out, are next, they're a road apart, really. I moved four minutes down the road. Got to get out of that city. But it's a postcode lottery, isn't it, guys? You've got to no, move. that's it. It's a postcode lottery. Someone's knocking on your door. Um, it's Jake Goody's husband. Um, if you see this at first. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's yeah, Jeff with a big check. Yeah. Um, but why are we talking about this? Well, oh, yeah. Um, lockdown's been hard, right? 
I think so what you need to do is you need to take control of his bank mm. details and he has to perform a rudimentary task on his latest purchase in order to be allowed access yeah. to his bank to go to the next purchase. You know what? In a game we like to call, you play or we eBay. That's how it goes. So you've got oh, yeah. to, you've got to give us like you've got to be like if you can't if you can't give us at least chopsticks within the next seven days, the keyboards you know the keyboards going on the uh, not on to the, on, not on. to go on about TV formats again during this podcast, but that does remind me a lot of the um, Dom. I can't remember his surname. Uh, doing can't pay, we'll take it away. Do you remember that charming daytime show with What's... people who had like um, electrical appliances that on on tick and they couldn't keep up their repayments, so he would march round. Um, Dom Littlewood, I Dom think. Dom Littlewood, yes. Um, and he would march around with the TV crew and um, show and film it being taken off their hands. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 bailiff, <laughs> the bailiffs is a bit of a sort of dodgier one than just a couple going, looking, you're spend too, spending too much money. I think the bailiffs taking your telly away is, is I less. I think Dom Littlewood and a series of bailiffs going around to their house would really sort this out. <laughs> to be honest, the thing with, with this whole setup, I'm going to say it to you boys, you're too gentle. You know, it's all, I just think, yeah. come on, yeah, get right. Get a bit of brute force in there. Go around, confiscate all of it, take it to cash converters, and right. Yeah, you've bought the harmonica. I want. I when the Saints go marching in mm. within two weeks, and then okay, now you can buy a history book. I'm going to give you a quiz on. It's about the Romans. You're going to get a quiz on the Romans in ten days' time. Nice. Great. You've bought a beer fridge. Brilliant. Drink all those beers. <laughs> I'll give you a quiz. You've got 10 days, drink those beers, you know, and he's, then you're moving on to the he's next. He's on his 14th fridge. You can only do it once you've reached a certain level. Yeah. And that's a good way to tie us all down and get If this cafeteria stuff. isn't running a profit within a month, <laughs> we're shutting the whole thing down. Sure, no one's allowed to, literally no one's allowed in. <laughs> you better get a, have an outdoor area with patio heating you better have a delivery account attached to this exactly. <laughs> okay yeah i get it yeah i think that's well i suppose that's a little bit like what i'm saying a little bit of sternness but, you're, you're, but yours has got bailiffs in front of it. <laughs> but also i would reinforce it with bailiffs yeah definitely you, you could get you know if you've got some tough looking mates you could get them to put on the uh the black puffer jackets and sort of you know well, just, just, just scare them a little bit, you know. Just, yeah. you know that, you know what they used to do in well, high schools in America, me, me scare straight. Me, me and Tom in two, two black puffer jackets. Yeah, I've got one already. Here come the Toms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they would be like that in the voiceover. Uh, hello, yeah, we're here to uh, talk to you about uh, the harmonica. <laughs> oh dear, that was a terrible rendition of oh, when the Saints go marching in. Well. <laughs> Oh well, the Toms are coming marching in, and then down the down the drive. I've, I've got a picture of of, of you two in, in black puffer jackets carrying out a harmonica together, like one end each. <laughs> <laughs> to and, you, to and, me. and this poor I've guy just here. crying, going, "Oh no, my harmonica! Please, I need my harmonica!" No, it's all his feet off the ground. Just and, it, away. and we'll call it "Can't Play." Take it away. You can't play. Oh, now this, I this is a TV format to die for. This is yeah. absolutely brilliant. I mean, we're both Tom and I both bored, so we could both fill in it for was. Dom Littlewood. I think at any time, you know. So we'd be both Tom, <laughs> Dom Littlewood, and Tom Littlewood would call ourselves, and the bailiffs, and filming it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Do, uh, Tom Littlewood and the Bailiffs sounds like a great band as well. I need, yeah, I need a harmonica yeah. player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's that's perfect. So um, if you want to get uh, if you want to get back in touch, uh, uh, Katie, do 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 get back in touch yeah, and. Tom and Tom will be around the house to shit him up. Be. Tom Littlewood and the bailiffs will be round. Tom and Wood will be there. Sorry, sorry. Beef cured. Beef cured. Carpaccio for everybody. From the sorting out your beef. Beef soft. Recycling beef from Gareth. Never a good idea. Recycling beef from Gareth via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Get in touch, actually, guys. Come on. Greetings, inhabitants of my ear canal. Please use your inimitable beef-solving prowess to help us resolve an issue with our neighbours. They don't do any recycling. Oh, Not a oh. bit. We've tried all the tricks in the Pass Ag playbook. First, <laughs> as we used to share one main bin and one recycling bin between our two flats, we ordered an extra of each from the council. Hint, hint. <laughs> that lessened the problem a fair bit, but being environmentalists, we nonetheless hated to see every Sunday their empty recycling bin and their bulging general waste bin full of cardboard, glass and tins, all now stained with food. Then an opportunity. They left a broken TV in the bin area out front. Of course, the council declined to collect that over the course of a couple of weeks. I wrote on a post-it note the web address for making an appointment at the nearby walking distance dump. For good measure, I added a link to the local council's guide to recycling. Oh, Surely for good measure, link and contract the recycling like bug. They accepted the note gratefully, but no. A day or two later, I found their TV dumped on the corner of the street. Oh, no. I would, no to be honest, I would. improvement since in their general recycling either. I know it probably all gets sent to the same mass incinerator anyway, but it's depressing to watch their disregard for the facade. God, that's a good title. The disregard for the facade. The disregard for the facade. From Tom Littlewood. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> and the main <laughs> Metal on yeah. vinyl record label. They're otherwise <laughs> polite and friendly guys. We are in a separate dispute over their all-night parties, though, so we'd prefer to avoid discussing it with them like grown-ups option. Something sneaky is required. Please help Ooh. Beef Brothers. Many thanks. Ooh. Gareth. I reckon if you got on with these neighbours, you wouldn't give a fuck about their recycling. You hate them, and this is just a way of you feeling superior over them and going, well, we do this and they don't. I think I honestly think you, all you can do is you can look at your own house and deal with Crosby. your own house. What? Crosby, do you not recycle? <laughs> <laughs> you're doesn't... coming at this. You're coming at this a bit spicy, he my boy. Are you honestly telling me that you honestly telling me that me chucking away some bean tins is gonna? You know those big Crosby. factories spewing out black black smoke twenty four seven into the sky, and it's me is with the bean tin. Is that what you're saying? Is oh yeah, it's me. Is this because Tom? Is this because Tom just told us we were too nice on this podcast? Yeah, I'm, wow, I'm you taking really that note to heart. I'm, ta I'm taking that. I am actually taking that note. You, do you know what? I, I you know, I, I actually I, I lied earlier on about that um, polystyrene. I love it. I chuck it all over the place. <laughs> Ch I chuck it, Christmas. I chuck it. I, you know, I chuck it in a nearby pond and watch the ducks choke on it. Love it. <laughs> and then you serve them, serve them up at the joint. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you, do, you work for, do you work for Tom's local restaurant? Do you, are you their errand boy? They they're eating bread. They think they're eating breadcrumbs. They eat polystyrene they and they die. They float back up to the top. Of course, they're full of polystyrene. <laughs> you use them as padding in all yeah. the things on the vinyls. Well, they're, they're, they're ready to be delivered as takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> and I use their giblets for soundproofing. Um, <laughs> It's yeah no giblets I, for soundproofing's a great record by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got, you've got to have it on vinyl. I've got to have it on vinyl. Really good. Really no, good. but I I think <laughs> I think you you've got to just accept that you know if your house is a hundred percent carbon neutral, then maybe start looking around. But mm. you know, do you use solar power? Do you use solar power, mate? You don't, do you? You don't. You don't use solar power. You haven't got solar panels on your roof because they're too expensive. I, you know, I, moats and bees. I guess you just think you just think Greta should concentrate on her schoolwork, do you, Crosby? <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah, I'm, one, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. Where are the parents in all this? Just jumped up, little brat. Where are the parents in all this? Walking out of school, missing a day of schooling. I never missed a day of schooling. Well, it's fine. It's getting fine. Um, I, I think the big thing we're, not, we're skirting around here, and I do think it's important, is the situation with the all-night parties that they want to discuss. Like, that is much more of an issue, and you need to deal with that because that's, like you say, breeding the resentment. I mean, sure, they're not washing out some tins and they can't be bothered to recycle a mangled-up telly. Um, that is annoying. But if you're having all-night parties, that's really stressful. It's the, lack of, they, it's the lack of sleep that's stressing you out. It's the fact you can't yeah. sleep. You're, you, you're, so little things like recycling squares. are bothering you, yeah. You've got dumb squares all the time. So if they're not, um, if they're great guys, I didn't know if that meant that there were there were two guys, maybe gays, and maybe this was a homophobic attack. <laughs> oh, that's what I God. Yeah. Um, poor people who just, uh, just hang on, Tom. Upset. Is that someone's re- someone isn't recycling? You homophobes. Homophobes. <laughs> is that your defence when people c- catch you littering? Yeah, homophobes. Not being so homophobic. I was just trying to slaughter this duck, and then people come along. <laughs> Tell me I can't do it. Well, they're homophobic. That's what I say to them. Um, Is the reason you've got no furniture in your house because you fly-tipped it all in the local pond? I love to fly-tip in local rivers. It, just, it was all marked as packaging. It was, it was I didn't know where the packaging ended and the furniture began, so I just took it all down to the woods and burned it. And anybody who tells me off for it is a Tom, fly tipping with Tom Allen is a film. Is it a TV show? I would definitely watch. That would be so fun. Just throwing a fridge out the back of a car. Dear Tom, I've got a washing machine that stopped working. Where can I get rid of it? I'll well, take it. Oh, today we're in Penge. <laughs> You've got a lovely bit of grass verge somewhere around there. Isn't it nice for recreation around? <laughs> I just I could just that picture the title sequence of Tom like throwing a load of bin bags over a fence into a field of cows and then just like shushing the camera and walking off. <laughs> you never saw anything, all right? Bye. I can't be bothered. The thing is you gotta phone up the council, you know what they're like. They're as good as nothing. <laughs> Oh, no, I think that would work. I think that would work. But I also think that like, maybe go to the parties, get to know them. And if you're so bothered about the recycling, why don't you offer to sort through their bins for them? That's the other thing I'd be like, go to the that's, parties. That's great. Go to I the can't... parties with a big green bag. And just be putting away, you know, chucking all the bottles and all the cans and everything. And you can then stick them in the recycling. They, they've used the passive aggressive um, textbook. But again, as I've said before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. 
There's nothing wrong with the Hattie Jakes matronly textbook that they seem to have omitted, which is basically confronting the issue head on, going to the party with a big set of, no, it's not just a black bin bag, is it? It's like the green one and the blue one and the green box and the black box. And the blah, but they've got to go in there and be like, look, whatever, Jonathan and, and Brian, listen. Wait, we brought some crisps. And um, we know you don't like recycling, so we're going to help you. We're going to we're going to make a start. Is that right? And shame them in front of all their pill popping friends. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody would laugh about it, but everybody would know. And then you'd be like, and then after that, you could be matronly about it and go, "Have you done the recycling again this week? Oh, you're getting much better, aren't you, Brian?" And do that primary school teacher thing of like, well, "If you're going to behave like a child, I'll treat you like a child." That's, That's what people good respond advice. to. Also, that while I'm here, does anyone have any double? Whoa. Oh, I love the double. <laughs> just, just a bit. Can't be trusted to play oh, double, then you can sit down. <laughs> oh, I've got a double ender. <laughs> Is that too hard? I mean, that's a- it's a really good suggestion, I think. I think it's an excellent suggestion. Yeah. Auntie Jake's matronly. Uh, I think yeah. That, I think that's that's what's wrong with today's yeah. society is mm. no one does that anymore. Where's the Hattie Jake's? Where's the sort of Joyce Grenfell characters? Anytime you invoke the Jake's, yeah. You've got to, yeah, sometimes you've got to go Sykes' sister on your ass. It's got to happen. Invoke the Jake's. Invoke the, the Jake's. The advice. <laughs> exactly. Not, and it doesn't have to be like, it's not confrontational. It's no. not aggressive. It's no. just going, come on, you're not doing your recycling and it's getting on my tits. So... Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna do it together. Come on, yeah. and, I, and then we'll have a nice party, and then I'll stay up later than you will, and you'll be wanting me to leave, but I won't because you love all night party. You know, it's passive aggressive, but it's also like just speaking it as it is and not being afraid of people. And I think that's what we all need to learn to do: to communicate. Is that too boring? No, no, no it's you know what? It's 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 so good. It, sometimes Can... it happens that you just you get to the nub of the gist so quickly that well, we, there's more. What I'm more, thinking now yeah. is that in the format of fly tipping with Tom Allen, we'll need a final thought section at the end because that was great. Yes, <laughs> that was like, really beautiful. Like we bring back like the Jerry Springer final thoughts type section, and that yeah. happens. But you're in a brook, you know, you you're wearing waders in a book next to a microwave oven, <laughs> <laughs> the shopping trolley, <laughs> which I've stolen for a quid. <laughs> <laughs> I would take it back, but I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I never had time my house for long enough, and then somebody just pushes it in a local brook. <laughs> Beef cured. Beef cured. Good. Was that? Cured. Is that all it took? Gosh. All it took. One brook was all it took. From the sorting out your beef. Shall we do your beef now, Tom? Do you have a you have a beef with either historical beef with someone that you, you used to live with, or um, was there a problem with your folks, or a problem with your new neighbours? Or in fact, do you want to talk about your new neighbours? Um, well, I think they can hear me through the wall. <laughs> okay, let's not do it. <laughs> but they're very no, they're lovely. They're lovely actually. They both come around, not come around, don't worry, knocked on the door. That's all. Say welcome to the herd. Oh, but, um, that was nice. And then I was like, can I just inspect your recycling? Um, <laughs> um, very well, but uh, I will need to know that you are washing out your tins. And um, uh, no, they've been very nice. But I did, what is nice about living on my own is I lived with my parents for a long time. But before that, I did live away from home in, um, I lodged in a person's house who was actually in many ways quite fortunate in that she'd inherited an entire house that she could rent out to naive 20-somethings like myself, <laughs> my friend. And she lived there. Um, and that was all fine, but she would, I have always treated myself to nice things because I'm worth it, as the advert says. And even a harmonica, a, <laughs> 10 books on history. A beer fridge. <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal on record. <laughs> a cafeteria. 
You're a big fan of Judas Priest. Of course you are. I love Judas Priest. If if I'm going to listen to anything, it has to be Priest and it has to be Judas. And and, um, the uh, and anyway, I would always treat myself to a a jar of Bon Maman, uh, strawberry (gasps) preserve concert. And she, even though she was very wealthy, she had a house. She would steal my jam. That's one thing to steal it into like onto your toast in the kitchen but there was also a flat downstairs that she would sometimes relocate to and she would she once stole it and took it down there what and the other thing she was insisted on was um a daily hug she was like i haven't had my hug today because she was convinced i had some sort of like i was too like knotted up about i don't know being affectionate which i wasn't i just disliked her intensely you just don't want to hug your landlord i think that seems like that's pretty reasonable where's my hug where's my hug She's probably going to listen. Um, I don't care, really. The Bon Maman jam, by the way. Yes, sir. Which is sensational. Sensational. There is a difference between the strawberry Bon Maman and the wild strawberry and strawberry Bon Maman. What? What? Oh, my God. Like, the wild strawberry and strawberry Bon Maman is so much better than the strawberry Bon Maman. It the, begs the question... The wild strawberry has what, heroin in it, doesn't it? What? Is, <laughs> it's really it's wild. It's full of double. <laughs> the, wild, <laughs> the wild strawberries are full of double. Pure double. Um, you can't get it normally. But, oh, my God. Yeah, so if you've not tried the wild strawberry Bon Maman, fill your absolute boots. But did you see the, the thread on Twitter... Uh, last month or so where it's from america and this guy was like i was in the supermarket looking at jam and this person came up next to me and picked up a jar of bon maman and said i always buy bon maman because i'm a holocaust survivor and the bon maman factory hid lots of jewish people during the holocaust and smuggled them out so bon maman were like Holocaust heroes. So I, every time I come to the shops, I buy a jar of Bon Maman. Wow. That is amazing. But I should say, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I do know that <laughs> right. regardless of right that... Right after that moving story that we <laughs> Well, to be honest, like, I, I, I'm of the opinion that if someone had said... Um, did you did you know Bon my mom were Nazis during World War Two? Part of me would be like, yeah, but that wild strawberry. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know if it would, I don't know if it'd be enough to stop me buying the wild strawberry Bon my mom. But anyway, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? That is well, that makes it even worse that it was being stolen from me, surely. So, yeah. so she was she was coming in. So you had your own kind of you at your own sort of kitchen area. Yes. she would come into rifle in through the, the fridge, yeah, um, and carry your jam down to her. Her fridge, basically. Lair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, small uh, lair, yeah. Yeah, and she would, um, yeah. Also, the oven didn't close, so we had to put a broom handle. Or you had to put a chair against the oven to make the oven door close. And also, she put an X on the floor in front of the sink, which we weren't allowed to stand on because um, it creaked. It's an old house! It's an old house! house. <laughs> and it creaked on, and that it disturbed her in the flat downstairs. But you know when you're like in your early 20s? I mean... We were so naive about things. Did you not? Did you not? Were you not tempted to lift up the floorboard and check there wasn't treasure underneath it? 
Well, is that what I said? This I is said, is there a landmine here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of a bleak, bleaker version of the same joke, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Tom got that edge. He's got that edge. You're an edgy, famously an edgy comic. <laughs> one, of the, got, you know, one of the great famous. edge, one of the great edge lords of the comedy scene is <laughs> yeah, Tom yeah, Allen. Yeah. Terrific yeah. edger. When, that's what they say. When, that's what they say. Loves an edge. <laughs> Wenlock edge. Loves the edge. Um, I'm trying to think of other Edgebury. Place in Birmingham. Um, <laughs> Edge Baston. Edge Baston is um, what I meant. Yeah. So, um, um, you, yeah. I guess the thing to think about is because of this experience, though, this terrible experience of having your jam stolen and mm. all this kind of stuff, mm. that's probably given you the motivation to, you know, get out there, be successful, earn some money, and get this place of your own. And maybe without yeah. that, that, that bleak experience, you would still be in house shares, frittering away your money on odds and sods, jam, you know? Mm. Whereas mm. because of what she did, it's forced you to become the the successful homeowner that you are today. Please don't call me a homeowner. But the, um, the, that is true actually. And I did make sacrifices after that where I moved to a mum and dad and we had, um, sorry, can you give us a second please to enjoy the homeowner joke? Uh, but um, the but yeah, I moved back home to my mum and dad, who would buy supermarket own brand jam, and I was very happy with that, which I essentially was stealing from them. But the <laughs> different. what did that supermarket own brand jam do during the war, though? That's the question, isn't it? That's the question I was Good asking question. myself as I was slathering it on <laughs> some sort of delicious stodgy toast. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the thing. You don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I, you can't ask Tesco what they did. Um, <laughs> if you go, yeah, that happy to help badge only goes so far, doesn't it? <laughs> no matter how matronly you're being. Yeah. No, I'll leave you desk. What did you guys do show. during the Holocaust? Is that's going to get you? A, that's going to get you a ban from at least the branch. Um, <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. You, you go into Morrison's. Um, the um, so you're. I think that's actually Parry. I think it's good advice from. Obviously, Tom, you've said we've got to be harsher. But I think yeah. we're being we're being harsher on you, but fairer on your landlord. You should go next time. You, you should actually should, you should go back round when this is all over and we're allowed to do this sort of stuff again, and so give her throw one a jar of jam through the window. One oh. you could you could you could jam bomber if you like, yeah. Or, <laughs> or you could jam just give her a give her a big hug and a jar of jam and say thank you because in in some small way you made me what I am today. You made me what I jam today. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> you yeah. made my jam? Pearl jam. <laughs> I sure, on vinyl. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to be a vinyl. The end. Yes, on vinyl. Thank you. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Because I feel like I was still angry about that. And why was I carrying that with me? I've moved on in my life. Literally. Oh, there we go. As usual, a favourite. Let's go with that. You know, as, as usual, an absolute favourite. Yeah, pulled it out the bag. Um, it, yeah, a real treat. And, and like we said, hop over to the Patreon to get even more of our time with Tom Allen uh, with a bonus and Beef Brother cold cuts. Um, lovely. Well, any other business, Crossbow? While we're at I it, think, 
I think that's I think that's everything. Thanks so much to lis- for listening. Uh, you know, Patreon. Uh, uh, go go to our Twitter, of course, uh, uh, at Pappy's Tweet. Go to our Instagram at Pappy's Comedy. Find us on Facebook to find out when uh, you know when new shows are happening, when new episodes are dropping, all that kind of stuff. And, and also try our recipes. You know, try our recipes and report yeah. back. Send in your pictures of your eaten banana bread. Let's see if, if you've it made worked. eaten banana bread. Do you know what? Like, because obviously, fingers crossed with lockdown easing, it feels like the kind of the pandemic is over. And you were kind of obviously what what you what you were saying. It feels like the pandemic is nearly over. Obviously, um, what you were saying is we can point to what we've created, which is our you know hundred plus episodes of our of our podcast, plus the kind of fifty odds that we've made uh, of the of the main feed stuff. But I think our true contribution is this new dish <laughs> at this at the last you know it came as, in right at the death yeah absolutely right well let's not use words like death during a pandemic but yeah the uh the as the final embers were flickering out we said hang on just like like colombo just one more thing what about sticking some meringue into some banana bread eating banana bread i've got there it you, go. you know i've got to go and contact ivo I've got, to, I've got to ask him if it's been done already. <laughs> he could be the um, face of the dish. Um, <laughs> well, what a anyway, dishy today, face. Today, uh, quite right. Too. Today's episode was produced by Emma Corsham. Corsham team. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.